0: It's locked on Canucks, where it's the offseason, but still we have to be cognizant of what is going on around the world of hockey. So I'm going to give you guys my picks for the Stanley Cup playoffs from the point of view of a Canucks fan, explain why we are wired the way we are wired in certain instances. And it is day one of our greatest Canucks series, where we go back to the first man who led the Canucks to the Stanley Cup finals. It's Locked On Canucks, and it starts now. You're Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's Wednesday, May the 4th episode of Locked on Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at underscore process sports on Twitter. You can also find us on YouTube at Locked on Canucks, where, of course, we are putting our beautiful podcast on video format as well. I also want to thank you for making Locked on Canucks your first listen of the day. We are available wherever you get your podcast services. And, of course, we are free. So, today, you know, I kind of wanted that big, long, soliloquy rant about the Canucks and, you know, Jim Rutherford and kind of touched on all that stuff, kind of got all that stuff kind of uh, out of the way. Um, And, um, you know, I feel pretty confident about what I said about how uh, Bruce Boudreau, I don't think, will be back. JT Miller will probably be back if he wants to be and wants to... You know, agree to Jim Rutherford's terms and how it is so evident that he is not running the franchise the way he wants to run it. Um, And if you don't like it, you're not going to be a part of it going forward. So uh, that's that. But for today's episode, look, the Canucks are not in the playoffs. We know that. But I want to touch on what's going on in the hockey world because, of course, it is the Stanley Cup playoffs. You cannot forget about that. It is the Stanley Cup playoffs. It is the Best time of year. And I want to go through my Stanley Cup picks and just give you guys my predictions because you know what? We're gonna do it from the point of view of a Canucks fan. And it's I'm also gonna to touch on um, you know, a little bit of the not hate, but why Canucks fans and why we are wired to um despise certain markets. Um That being the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, And you're not going to want to miss that because that's going to come up in a few minutes. But last night, it was a great night of hockey. Great night of hockey. You know, the first two nights have been actually very impressive um, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know, last night, it was a triple overtime game in New York. MSU, the Penguins came out with the win. The Capitals, who I predict to beat the Florida Panthers 1-4-2. The Avalanche, you know, flexed their muscles on Nashville. And... The Dallas Calgary game extremely boring. You know Jacob Markstrom only got sixteen shots on, and the Flames won one nothing. But and then today is a full slate of games today. Um, Edmonton looks to get back on, into that series. Same with Minnesota, uh, of course the Leafs and Lightning, and the Bruins and Caroline. So from a Canucks fan point of view, from a guy who grew up or bleeds Canucks blue and green. I'm going to give you guys my picks that some might think are absolutely brilliant, which you know I hope you guys all do, but also some might think it's extremely objective. But quite frankly, I don't care what you have to think because my ideology and my way of thinking is superior. I'm kidding. but No, this is just like a gut feeling and just watching the season and kind of going through um, what I feel would be the best. Um, outcome for the Stanley Cup playoffs. So first, let's start off in the Eastern Conference. I think the Washington Capitals will close this out against the President's Trophy winner, the Florida Panthers, simply because Roberto Luongo, loved him to death, but he also screwed us with the Capri capture penalty, and I never want to see Florida have any success. Um, I I don't want to... And plus, I just don't think Florida is a true hockey market. And also, Florida... For the last few years that they've been a perennial playoff team, have not gone out of the first round. And they probably got the worst draw going up against the Washington Capitals, Uh, a Stanley Cup champion team, a team that has pedigree, a team that has the greatest goal scorer of our generation in Alexander Ovechkin. And you saw it last night. Sergei Bobrovsky did not look that good. So I believe the Washington Capitals will win this series in seven games against the Florida Panthers. Because they've been there, done that. Nobody in the Panthers really has that much experience. You know, you have Sam Bennett, who's a former, you know, former Calgary Flame, who I don't really like. Um, you, you have Huberto, who's a great player. Barkoff's a great player, but they just don't have playoff experience. So therefore, I take the Washington Capitals in seven games. Then we go to. I'm going to skip the other, uh, the other Atlantic Division series because. That one's going to take a little bit of time to explain. Um, then we've got the Bruins. Let's go to the Metro Division where it's the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Um, I think Carolina is my Stanley Cup pick um, to win this year. I just think they, I love their depth. Um, I love, you know, guys like Ahu, Ahu Tara, Vinen. Um, They have elite-level skill. I love Rod Brindamore as a coach. Um, I think the Hurricanes have a complete team thanks to guys like, you know, Jim Rutherford laid the foundation of that organization decades before. Um, and, you know... They had to go under a new change and stuff like that. But I'm sure if you ask people in Carolina, they still have remnants of Jim Rutherford in that area. So I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. I'm going to say six games. Look, uh, I don't like Boston. We know the history of Boston. We know the history of Marshawn and all those guys. You know, kudos to them for being around for so long, but they're old now. um, And it's just the goaltending situation in Boston kind of um, scares me. I don't really trust, um, you know, the – Linus Olmark, you know, he's not really that guy. I've never been a big Taylor Hall fan. I think he plays reckless abandon. I think he's quite overrated. That year, he won the Hart Trophy. I don't think he deserved to win. I thought that should have been Nathan McKinnon, Um, but he got hurt. And the writers gave it to Taylor Hall, who, you know, played for New Jersey and ended up not doing anything anyway. So, uh, we're going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. That will be a six game series and then next one we saw game 1 last night i think this is the last dance for the pittsburgh penguins as currently constructed um i don't know if malkin and latang will be back next year i potentially but you're getting a lot of like the last dance type of vibes with this core like this is their last real shot at winning a stanley cup and i expect them to go up against a young new york team who has You know, the best goalie in the NHL, Igor Shasturkin, who proved it last night with 70 plus saves. Unbelievable. And former Canuck Louis Domingue coming out with the win. Uh, Very impressive, Louis Domingue. It was a great story last night. Louis Domingue coming in relief and winning the game for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, I think the Penguins win. This is going to be a slugfest this year. This is the one I'm uh, most intrigued to watch on a non um, bias or non. Intrigue form just strictly hockey based. Uh, I'm very excited to see um, the Rangers and Penguins battle it out back and forth because it will be a back and forth thing. Look, Chris Kreider had an unbelievable year this year. Adam Fox is an elite level defenseman. Um, Artemi Panarin, Shesterk, as mentioned, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Raquel, Gensel. There are big name players in this series, and you're playing at the Mecca msg in new york and you're playing for probably the most successful organization post lockout the pittsburgh penguins so i think uh this is a, a great first round matchup this goes seven and i'm going to take the pittsburgh penguins because i feel crosby malkin and the tang will do have, or they have that mission in their mind to capture cup number four and i think they will get past the first round now Let's go to before we go to the West, let's talk about the Maple Leafs versus the Washington Capitals. Now, for those of you that know me, you know that I despise the Toronto Maple Leafs. Next to the Dallas Cowboys, they are the second thing, or maybe number they're number one on my list with a bullet of things I absolutely despise. Things I absolutely the, the thing that just absolutely makes my stomach turn. Um, and um it drives me nuts. And people always ask me, well, why? Why do you hate the Leafs? What did the Leafs ever do to you? What did the Leafs ever, um, you know, what did they never play the Canucks in the playoffs or the finals? Why do you hate the Leafs so much? It's simple. And people around Western Canada or the rest of Canada could agree with me. It's the over coverage of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now I am trying to be, I'm trying to break into the media industry myself. And I understand Toronto is the biggest market um, in Canada, has the most population, the most money, the most jobs, and the Leafs are an original six franchise. I understand that. But growing up as a child and growing up in Vancouver and seeing you know, the Leafs just profusely shoved down your throat and down your throat and down your throat and down your throat when they were not a very good team. Ever since I've watched hockey, the Leafs have made to the conference finals once in 2002, against the Carolina Hurricanes. And that was at the very beginning of my hockey fandom. Ever since then, this team has done absolutely nothing, yet consistently, day after day, night after night, what is the lead story everywhere across Canada, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And for people growing up in other parts of the country that don't understand that, it absolutely makes you sick. And the other thing is the fans. Leaf fans are the most delusional fan base known to mankind every year they get up thinking that it's their year it's their year it's their year when in fact it is never their year and quite frankly after i saw what happened in game one people were saying oh the leaf shed that you know they're, they're soft label it's one game game one yet people are getting all fired up i don't i don't understand it i don't i can't fathom it it drives me nuts it makes me sick to my stomach the Toronto Maple Leafs are the most overhyped, overanalyzed, glorified franchise. I understand when people glorify the Montreal Canadiens because, at least since post-expansion, when it was more, when there was more than six teams, they've won a Stanley Cup. Since 1967, the Leafs have made zero Stanley Cup finals. The Canucks have made three. The Canucks have the same amount of Stanley Cups as the Toronto Maple Leafs—zero. The Leafs are not an historical brand. They are not the Detroit Red Wings. They are not the Chicago Blackhawks. They are not the New York Rangers. They are not the Montreal Canadiens. Hell, they are not even the Edmonton Oilers. Look, <clears throat> other than Matt Sundin, Daryl Sittler, and maybe Doug Gilmore, who are the transcendent, great, iconic players the Leafs have ever had? Yeah, maybe they have Austin Matthews right now, which he's a great goal scorer, but I don't know if he's transcendent. I don't. And don't hate on me that for that, but I don't think he's transcendent. The Leafs have had nothing to cheer about. For how long? Now, maybe they're, they're like the Chicago Cubs, in a sense, were the lovable losers, but in my sense, I don't love the Leafs. And I don't think most people in Vancouver love the Leafs. That's why it makes me sick to my stomach that every time they come to Vancouver on a Saturday night, game has to be at 4 o'clock. So people back east can watch it at an appropriate time, you know. So yeah, that's my little rant on the Leafs. Uh, they don't sit well and sit pretty in my stomach. So uh, just go and plus, you know, what? I never want to see the Leafs win. I never do. After the Canucks win a cup, then maybe I can let it slide. But as of right now, I never want to see the Leafs win a Stanley Cup because I don't think the world could handle the amount of trash shoved down our throat. About the Leafs and how great they are. So regardless, look. The Leafs are going to lose to the Tampa Bay Lightning in seven games. The Leafs um, just don't have that it factor. And Andre Vasilevsky is a big money player. And he's going to come back with a vengeance in this series. And the Leafs will not be able to close it out. Because Andre Vasilevsky, Victor Hedman... Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, and these guys will know. They've been there. They've done that. They've gone through all the battles, all the wars. They will pull it out in seven games. So my Western Conference prediction, sorry, my Eastern Conference predictions, first round is Washington, Tampa, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Second round, we're going to go with the... Tampa Bay Lightning to beat the Washington Capitals just because they're a better team. We're going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, setting up the Tampa Bay Lightning and Carolina Hurricanes. And the Carolina Hurricanes will just have a little bit more gas in the tank to get past the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they will win this series. So coming up after the break, I'm going to go into my Western Conference predictions. And again, kind of let you guys know what's going on in the West and how I feel as a Canucks fan going forward. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Rock Auto. This episode, of course, is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to find your, for your local chain, excuse me, auto parts store to exchange to hold all stock of all parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the computer orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rock auto at home and in your pocket. You save time and money using rock auto. Why spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock auto is a family business serving. Do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find solutions for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all parts your car will n- ever need. rockauto.com OK, so Western Commerce predictions quickly before I want to go into our greatest Canucks segment, which I am very excited for. And once again, I want to thank you guys for all making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. For your next listen of the day, check out Locked On Now podcast nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. And of course, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast services. Okay, Western Conference, quickly, because I want to get into the greatest Canuck of all time series because I'm very excited for it. Um, In the West, the Central Division, easy. Colorado is the best team in the conference. They will run through Nashville, no problem, five games, tops. St. Louis has been playing excellent hockey of late. Again, another veteran team that's been there, done that. They will go through Minnesota in six games. Dallas versus Calgary, look. I don't want to see Calgary win this first round. I hate the Flames. Not as much as I hate the Leafs, but I really don't like the Flames for various reasons. Uh, just the rivalry between Vancouver and Calgary. All uh, the playoff heartaches they've caused me in my life. Um, and quite frankly, I just hate the Sea of Red. I hate their logo. I hate the I hate the Saddle Dome. I, I, I just don't, it makes me sick to my stomach. But Calgary will win this round because Dallas is not that good of a team. Calgary will win. I mean, I still got love for Jacob Marks from Chris Tanev. Although the Flames think they can somehow be the Canucks. They, you know, I think Calgary is a city uh, wishes they were Vancouver. Um, You know, they're kind of like that little brother across the mountain that looks over and wishes, you know, they were as beautiful as us, as much as nice of a city as us, as cosmopolitan of a city as us, but they're not. Um, So quite frankly, uh, they think they can be us. They want to be like us, but they ain't us. So uh, the Flames will win this series simply because they have a better team, but it's, I also want to see this in the second round. The Kings versus the Oilers. Look, the Oilers have the two of the three or four best players in the league, in my opinion, Leon Draisaitl and of course, Connor McDavid. But their goaltending is an issue, an extreme issue. Mike Smith is not very good. And I think if Edmonton had a competent goalie, a competent goalie, anybody, just anybody... Hell, even Alex Alt in his day was a competent goalie. If they had a competent goalie, they would be in the Western Conference finals every year. They're, they have the two of the three or four best players in the league that are unstoppable. But with that being said, you know, LA's, you know, surprised a lot of people. Kopitar had kind of resurgence. You know, you have guys like I have follow. You have, you know, even they're playing without Drew Doughty. Um. So look, I think the Oilers get this done, but it's not going to be... It's going to be a very tight series. That's tighter than it should be. Um, And I think that has all the things to do with goaltending. Look, the the goaltending is going to be a huge one, but the Oilers will pull it out and prevail, in my opinion. They will get it done in six games against the Tampa Bay... Sorry, Tampa Bay Lightning. The Los Angeles Kings. So, uh, in the West, I have Colorado... St. Louis, Calgary, and Edmonton. So that, that sets it up beautifully. The second round, where we get to see the battle of Alberta, and all hockey fans want to see the battle of Alberta in the second round. The physicality, the rivalry, and I want to see Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl run through the Calgary Flames. Because let's face it, Johnny Gaudreau, good player. Matthew Kachuk, good player. They are not Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Look, Jacob Markstrom, better goalie than Mike Smith for sure. But when it matters the most, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl will be better. Evander Kane has been a revelation to Edmonton. Darnell Nurse is a, a, a top defenseman. I think the Edmonton Oilers will be a seven-game slugfest with the Calgary Flames, and they will prevail, and they will go to the Western Conference Finals to take on the Colorado Avalanche, where the Colorado Avalanche will then sweep the Edmonton Oilers out of the playoffs in four games because they are just too deep. And yes... The Avs will beat the Blues in probably six games. That'll be a very heavy series. But again, Cal- Colorado is just too much of a deep, too deep of a team. And they'll have the success that they need to pull this out. So I have Colorado and Carolina in the finals. And I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes simply because it's going to be a war to get through the West. And it's going to be a war to get through the East too, but I think Carolina will be a little bit more healthier than Colorado at that particular point. And they will pull it out and be able to win the Stanley Cup, their second Stanley Cup post-lockout, which is kind of embarrassing that a um, a market like Raleigh, Carolina, great fans out there. I'm sure great fans, storm surge, all of that. I love and respect all that, but they got two cups before we got any in Vancouver, which, Makes me quite sad. But at least they have as men. they have more than the leaves, too. Um, so coming up after this final break, we're gonna talk about the greatest Canuck. The, so the we'll go through the first Canuck, excuse me, in our greatest Canuck series. But first, I'm gonna talk to you guys about Built Bar. Summer is incoming and summer is coming, incoming. Summer is coming and incoming. And with summer you're going to need some food on the go. Built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, your kids' backpacks and make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built bar you can have both. It's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All Built bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate which for a guy with a sweet tooth like me is amazing. Have you ever tried the the Bill Puffs yet? They are absolutely amazing. I have them every day. You know, banana cream pie, churro. They, it tastes amazing. And they're only 140 calories. You got to sign me up right. You got to sign yourself up after hearing that. Excuse me. Um, if that's not enough, they have 12 more flavors. They make sure there's something for everyone. Um, like I said, the Puffs are my favorite. They contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com to get your favorite banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. The delicious and all new flavors are coming out at the times. So check out Built.com. Also, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Oh, okay. it's the final segment of the show and the most important segment of the show, Canucks fans, because this is the first day of the greatest Canucks series. Where I'm going to go through the history of the Canucks, the era of the Ducks, and give you guys players who are the greatest of this franchise's 52 year history and um, that were just pillars of the organization Um now they will be members not just players off ice members of the organization as well but tonight today excuse me um we are gonna go with the very first captain of the vancouver canucks who led them to the stanley cup finals and that was one stan smiel the man who came in from the newest mr bruins a local juggernaut for everybody that does not remember this is way before my time but you know, I do my research and my due diligence, and of course, me being the hockey Canucks freak I am, I know all about the New Westminster Bruins and their brilliance in the Western League back in the day. Um, the Steamer was the was one of the catalysts of the New Westminster Bruins, and they won two back to back Memorial Cup champions in seventy seven and seventy eight. He was drafted 40th overall by the Vancouver Canucks in the nineteen seventy eight draft and played with the Canucks until nineteen ninety. One nickname the steamer, he was the so the thing about Stan Smith that made him so great was he wasn't, you know, your Buray or Sadine or Naslin that put up gaudy stats. Um, even Trevor Linden, he, Stan Smeal um, was kind of a do it all, Mr. Everything, and I know it was kind of hard for people to like the Canucks back then or follow them um, or for them to get sorry national recognition because quite frankly they're going up against a time where the greatest team, the greatest dynasty ever assembled potentially, the Edmonton Oilers just a province over where breaking records consisted of many Hall of Famers and the Canucks were kind of just the punching bag of them, except that magical run in 1982 where the Oilers were upset by the Los Angeles Kings the Miracle of Manchester and The Canucks went on a magical run to the Stanley Cup finals where they were swept in 1982 by another dynasty, the New York Islanders. But I believe that moment gave the Canucks and Vancouver a legitimacy, a sense of we are here. We have done something now where we are at the table with everybody else. We are no longer just that franchise on the west coast of Canada that everybody kind of just rolls in through and everything. And Stan Smeal helped that. A leader a fierce leader a man that took zero prisoners you know played one thousand percent every time went into the corners was physical but also scored goals you know he scored 30 goals almost scored hit a cup. i think his career high was 38 goals back in 1982 83 and 88 points now again people say well that era there was all these goals and stuff like that but still To score 38 goals, 34 goals in a season, and, you know, consistently 20-plus goals in a career, that takes some doing. You know, first year he had with the, oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, his second year he had 31 goals, then he had 25, 34, 38, and, you know, he was a heart and soul guy, led the league, led the Canucks in points, penalties, and goals one year, you know. And he was a leader. He wasn't so much a talkative leader, but he's a leader by example. That is why when he retired back in 1991, it was just the right thing to do to retire his number because he gave his whole body, his whole life, hockey wise, to the Canucks and the Canucks organization. And that is why you see him now. He's still with the organization in a prominent role. Stan Smeal was the president of Hockey Ops um, during that time, being with the Canucks. And right now he is the president of hockey operations and he was sorry the president of op- hockey operation. now he's the vice president of hockey operations working with jim rutherford um in this organization to help grow and he's just mr canuck you know he's done scouting assistant coaching he's done everything and it's just absolutely fitting that he should be on this list he is one of those guys that you know laid the foundation of this organization You might have It was more than just points and stats with Stan Smeal. It was the heart and soul he gave to this organization. And for that, he will always be loved by Canucks fans, by Vancouver, by the province of BC for what he has done for this organization. So Stan Smeal, most definitely one of the greatest Canucks. I want to kind of start from the infancy. Look, there were guys in the 70s like Orland Curdenback, Andre Boudrias, all these guys. But at the end of the day, I thought Smeal would be the first guy because that. An 82 run with Richard Brodeur, uh, Tiger Williams. That was kind of the first "this is it" moment for Vancouver, where we had the center stage of the hockey world. It didn't end the way we wanted it to end, but the fact those plucky Canucks were there, um, that's where towel power was born. Um, they Stan Smeal was front and center of that, so he deserves to be on this list. He deserves to have the recognition, his flowers, because. He was the heart and soul of the Vancouver Canucks for decades, and he will always be a member of this organization. So that is number one, Stan Smeal. And I'm not ranking them in any order. I'm just kind of going through eras and the history of the franchise and those certain times and who the greatest players are. Um, So that was today's episode. Tomorrow's episode, we will dive into potentially some prospects, um, let's kind of recap some of the playoff action, maybe some more Canucks news drops, and have our next greatest Canucks highlighted tomorrow. Once again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. Tomorrow, like I said, will be another great episode, and I also make your second listen of the day, Locked On NHL, from the first round to each Stanley Cup kiss. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys. Stay safe and enjoy the playoff hockey.